Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. I want to kick off this message today or this talk, this whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, this is, we love the Bible, so let's open them up. Let's get them to Matthew chapter 4. Woo! Matthew chapter 4. I'm going to shoot a little bit from the hip. I do have some version Bible notes if you want to follow along there. One service, two weeks in a row. We got some people in overflow, so glad to have you guys there in the overflow room. We will be back to our two services next week and uh, keep making room for more people so you can invite your friends next week. Don't tell them, don't come because there's no seats. Next week. There will be more seats as, as we go back to our two services and continue to try and reach people for Jesus. But I want to look here in Matthew chapter 4. I want to start reading in verse 1. Yeah, let's just get into it real quickly. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Logan's, O'Charlie's, Panera. I don't know what your favorite bread is, but but he, uh, Sister Schubert's, what's that? Isn't that her? Yeah, I thought there was another. If some of you are naughty, Sister Schubert, she's got some good rolls. Eva Smith, if you don't know Eva Smith's rolls, she's got, yeah, I got a couple of noise. Come on, represent Albion. Anyway, the devil took it. Let's get off the rolls. I'm starting the fasting today. <laughs> Become bread. Stay focused. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for the word that you're going to speak to us. Bring it to life. Help us to hear what you're saying. And Lord, I pray for revelation deposits. I I pray it'll be more than a sermon today. I pray it'll be more than a service. But God, I pray that people, that we will all encounter you through your word. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. amen. Look at verse 1. This is Jesus right after he was water baptized. So just like today, right after he got out of the river Jordan, baptized by John the Baptist, then it says that Jesus was led up by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit. So now in even this, remember Jesus is the Son of God, but in this scenario, who is leading? Holy Spirit is leading. Holy Spirit is leading. The word lead, according to Webster's dictionary, means to guide on a way, especially by going in advance. So in the context, someone has to lead, someone has to follow. Jesus, if the Son of God chose to follow someone else, how many knows we need to choose to follow? If he trusted Holy Spirit to lead him, then we need to trust Holy Spirit to lead us. So it's just kind of like dancing. Someone's got to lead, someone's got to follow. We've got to, who's going to yield? When we, when Jesus called his disciples, just like he called you, just like he called me, when he calls his, called his disciples, what did he say to them? What, what was his sales pitch to them to get them to walk away from their careers and everything that they knew? What did Jesus, what was his big sales pitch when he come up to to Matthew and to Simon, to Andrew, to, to all of them. What was his big sales pitch to them? What did he say? Follow me. Follow me. Two words. Great job, Bible scholars. 
Luke chapter 5, verse 27. After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi, or Matthew, sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, what did he say? What else? I mean, what else? I mean, why should I leave my job, my career? Anybody seen the, the uh, what do you call I started to say the movie, but it's not that. Chosen, you know what I'm saying. What do they call those things now? Streaming? What? Yeah. Anybody seen Chosen? Yeah. So I think they do a great job of representing Matthew. So what caused, what did Jesus come up to Matthew and say, hey, this is why you should leave all of that money, all of this career, leave everything behind. This, I've got to convince you. What did he do to convince him? He said, And that's it. That's it. Are we willing to go on those terms? The Western church needs to be sold on why. The Western church, this is why, uh, don't go there. This is why we need to bring back the commitment to Jesus is truly based on who he is, not on what he will do for me. It's not based, why should I come to church? Come on, preacher, tell me something really good that God will do for me so that you'll come back. Or what will the church do for me so that I'll come? Why should I come? Follow Jesus. And that's it. He's that good. He's that good that all he has to say is, follow me. You realize the swag that Jesus had to just say, follow me? impressive. It's impressive. So he goes up to Levi and he says, follow me, follow me. So look at verse 28. This is the part that shakes us. So he being Levi, Matthew, he did what? He did three things. He left all, rose up and followed him. Number one, what did he do? He left. He walked away. Here's something we're going to have to do in our life as we enter into prayer and fasting time, the word leave there means to leave something behind, to abandon, to forsake. In order to follow Jesus fully, we will have to leave something. The first step to following Jesus is leaving. Some people will not commit to following Jesus for the sole reason because they're not willing to leave. They're not willing to leave a friend group. They're not willing to leave a habit. They're not willing to leave a whatever. They just can't leave. I just can't quit. I just enjoyed this too much. So I love you, Jesus. That's great. I want to go to heaven, but I can't leave this. The first step to being a follower of Jesus is being willing to leave something behind. Got to be able to walk away. Got to be able to say, that guy is more important than this. It's more important. It's, more, it's better. He's that good. This is good. This is fun. This, this is pleasurable. But he's better. So I got to leave this. This is the first part. We got to be willing to leave something. He left what? What does it say? He left mm, all. You know what the word all means there? Theologians. 
sitting amongst theologians. It does mean all. It does mean everything. It's a Greek word, hapas, which means the totality of something, every, whole, all together. Notice Matthew. So he's, let's, let's put ourselves in this role. He comes to Levi, say, hey, follow me. Notice what did not happen. Levi did not say, okay, let me pray my prayer. And then, Jesus, I'll see you in heaven while I stay doing what I'm doing. There was no prayer prayed. Did you see that in your Bible? There was no, Jesus didn't say, Matthew, repeat after me. And then you just go keep doing what you're doing and you'll be fine. That's not what he said. He said, follow me. So what Matthew did after that determined their relationship. I'm trying to help us. Jesus gives the invitation. Follow me. What Matthew chose to do after that moment determined their relationship. Jesus provided everything that Matthew could not. He provided the moment of enlightenment. He provided the moment of seeing Jesus as he was, as someone worthy of following. He provided all of that. But in that moment, whether they had a relationship or not was based on Matthew's willingness to leave all. Leave all. Leave everything. Luke chapter 18, verse 28, then Peter said, see, we have left all and followed you. What does it mean to leave all? Maybe the question is better asked ask this way. What are we not willing to leave to follow him? Maybe it's a question for you to answer, but just between you and God, a question for me to answer. Maybe he's asking us, why am I not sold out for Jesus? And what am I not willing to leave that's causing that to happen? Sure, it's a somber question, but it's worthy of reflection. Is it because I'm young and I'm in this certain season of my life and I don't want to get too tied down and committed to this religious thing, so I just want to stay free so I can do what I want to do. I still want to be able to go to the party, but I, but I want to come to church and I want to be able to go to heaven, so I'm torn between two points. Maybe I'm older and I'm, I'm not out of that, but I still like sleeping around. I'm, I'm single and so I still like doing that. And I, I want to go to heaven, I want to go to church, but I still want to do this. I, I still want to drink quite a bit on the side, so I... I don't know what it is. What are we not willing to leave that's causing us to be held back from truly following Jesus? I want to follow him completely, we say. Okay, then leave everything. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Did, did Levi negotiate with Jesus at this moment? Did he say, hold up, hold up, Jesus, Jesus. When you say follow me, I mean, can we talk about certain aspects of following you? Are there certain, surely there's certain things I can stay doing and keep doing. I mean, I've got a pretty good job. I've got to eat. How are you going to supplement my income? I mean, I, I, got, I got a career path here. I'm climbing the corporate ladder as we speak. Did Jesus answer any of those questions? 
did, was he even considerate enough to bring those things up? No. He just said, follow me. And Matthew, having all those questions, said, he is worth everything. I have, so Levi gets up having all these questions. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. I don't know what's going to happen with this. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But hey, guys, I'm out. I'm following this guy. Where are you going? I don't know. How are you going to eat? I don't know. How's he going to provide for you? I don't know. I'm just going to follow him. Is this resonating? But we don't live in a world like that. We live in a world based on conditions and salaries and insurance and benefits and all of that. That we have, we have, so we say, God, are we willing to leave all? This is what I'm talking about in prayer and fasting. Are we willing to leave everything because he is the primary focus? Mm. What is he, what's the second thing? So he left all, and then what's the second thing he did? He, what is it? What? Is it? what? Rose up. Just make sure you're paying attention. He left all and rose up. Rose up. What does it mean to rise up? It's more than just a good song. I'll rise up, rise up. Yes, it's more than that. Stand up. <laughs> Sorry. It's random. Stand up for the purpose of taking action. Raise to live. Make alive again. After we leave something behind, so here's the progression. Number one, we got to leave something behind. Everybody say, leave behind. Number two, we got to rise up. What does it mean to rise up? I've got to take action. If I leave behind something, but I never take new actions, then guess what's going to happen? I'm going to revert back to what I tried to leave behind, but I never in initiated something new. He left behind, but he rose up. That means he took action. He started something new. He started a new lifestyle. He started new habits. He started a new friend group. I'm hanging around with these other 10 dudes. Other 11 dudes. I forgot Judas stayed with him for a while. I'm, I'm hanging around with these other guys. I'm, I'm here with these groups, this group and Jesus, and, and we've, we've formed a new little posse here. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but we're just walking around following this guy. He rose up. So here's the question for you and I. If we're going to see changes happening in 2023 or changes happening in our life, period, we've got to leave behind, number one. Number two, we've got to rise up and take new action. Those that got water baptized today, he said, I raise you up into newness of life. Our life after Jesus should be different. That's why it's not just about a prayer. It's not just about saying, hey, Jesus, come into my life. I want to go to heaven. Check. No, there should be a measurable dis difference like, wow, what happened to you? I love Jesus and gave him my life. Now I live for him. Oh, well, you don't fit into our group anymore. I know, but I fit into his. Takes courage. Takes courage for that to be able to say, hey, I'm, I'm going all in. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to begin to take new actions. I'm going to do something different. We're not just leaving food. Sometimes this is what people make the mistake in prayer and fasting time. They get so focused on what they're leaving behind. They don't, they don't take any focus on what they're initiating, on what they're starting. Please don't just do without food during prayer and fasting time. That's called deprivation. Start something 
new. So instead of eating, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read more. I'm going to spend more time with Jesus. Over my lunch hour, instead of eating, I'm going to go sit in my truck and I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to pray. I'm going to focus on him instead of doing whatever it may be, but take new actions. You got to rise up, do something different. Everybody say, rise up. We can't just sit back and say, well, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to break away from my friend group. I'm trying to break away from these addictions, trying to break away from habits. That's good. But what's going to help solidify that is by getting a new habit, a new action that replaces your old crutch. If we don't replace it, we're going to fall back into the same old habits. Lastly, the third thing he did, what did he do? He followed him. Followed him means to accompany, to go along with. Listen to this, behave in accordance or in agreement with, follow a teacher as their disciple. Let me read this again. What does it mean to follow Jesus? It does not mean attend church only. I believe disciples attend church, so we're not negating the importance and the, the, the value of attending church, but that is not what a follower of Jesus is defined by their attendance. They're defined by are they following him or not. It's a big difference. So here's what the word follow means. According to this Greek word, to accompany, to go along with. Like you're walking with him. Like where he's walking, you're walking. It's not a sense of us praying and say, God bless my life. It's Jesus, where are you going? I want to go with you and my life is blessed because I'm with him. Not I'm going to do my thing and God just look down on me today and help me have a good day. Jesus, I just pray that you be with me today and help me have a good day. In Jesus' name, amen. That's my prayer of a morning, and then I go do whatever I want to do and hope God's blessing me. No, that's not following Jesus. Following Jesus is accompanying him and going with him. Notice the last part, behaving in accordance or in agreement with, follow a teacher as their disciple. John 10, 27 says this, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep do what? They hear my voice and I know them. Why do I know them? Because they, it's in green, highlighted and underlined, italicized. I worked hard on that slide. You're ignoring it. He knows them, and they follow me. Follow me. Do you know one of the saddest portions of the Bible is found where, for me, in personal opinion, personal opinion, when the Bible talks about people that will stand before God and they will say, Lord, Lord, we did all these great things in your name, and he will say, Depart from me, I never. They, these are people that said they did miracles. They cast out demons in your name. And he will say, depart from me, I never, I never knew you. Why? Because they didn't. And follow. Are we following? If Jesus allowed himself to be led by the Holy Spirit, how much more should we be allowed to lead us? Let's look at this. I'm just, I just got into the first... Word there. Where did the Holy Spirit lead Jesus? This is the part we love. Led by the Spirit into the what? 
Woo! You know what the wilderness is? It's not Southern Illinois wilderness. Wilderness in ours, ours is uh, woods. Wilderness in the Bible is desert. It's a lonely place. It's d- desolate, solitary. It's a lonely wilderness. But notice what it says. It's led up by the Spirit. I want to throw this in real quickly. Led up by the Spirit. That's why we've got to really break down the Bible. Led up by the Spirit into the... We'll try it again. Everybody with me? Led up by the Spirit into the... Wilderness. Is the wilderness a happy place? It's a desolate place. It's a lonely place. But he's led up by the Spirit. He says it's up, up. This led up is one Greek word that means to bring up or lead up. He's taking us up. He's talking about increase and growth. Make sure I'm understanding. So the Holy Spirit's going to lead me up to increase and growth in the wilderness. I want to be led up into increase and growth in my happy place. He says, no, no, no. Holy Spirit, lead Jesus into growth, into increase, into higher places through the wilderness. Through the lonely times, through the desolate times. This is where Christianity, where it doesn't sell very good. Hey, you want to grow? It's going to hurt. It's going to cause some pain. It's going to cause some, there's going to be some lonely times. There's going to be some desolate times. There's going to be some hurting times. But through that, if you'll get through that, we're going to come out on the other side stronger than we were before. But we don't embrace the wilderness because we think it's of the devil. No, the wilderness was not of the devil. He was there, but it was of the Spirit. Oh, Jesus, come on. I don't have time for this part, but see, when the, who did the leading? The Spirit. Who was, what, he led him into the wilderness to be what? To be tempted by the devil. So it's one thing for us to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into blessings and, and, and happy places, but will we let him lead us into wildernesses? Is there a part of our life where we won't let him lead us and we take over the lead because we know better than he does? Do we see the wilderness season and go, get behind me, Satan? I don't want any part of that. Lord, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to take a hard left turn, and I'm going to lead in this direction. What if he's leading us in that way for a purpose? He led him to be tempted by the devil. Oh, I've got to hurry. To be tempted by the devil. We've only got one service, so we're going to go double long. Don't mind her. She can sit there for an hour. It's 2023. It's year of new beginnings. But I want to say, I want to say this part. Led by, up by the Spirit. Man, I want to encourage some people. 2023. Here's, I don't like a lot of 2023 kooky sayings. I'm not big on that. But I told the staff, I told some of our leaders that when I prayed about 2023, the first thing that I felt like the Lord said to me was, it's not about me. So that's been my, what I've been saying for 2023, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about what I want. It's not about what I need. It's about what you want, Jesus. It's not about how I've been hurt. It's not how I've been rejected. It's not about how I've been abused. It's not about how, it's not about me. Jesus, make it all about you. That our focus will be on him. 
because he's led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Why does God take us through desolate times, go through difficult times? Why do we go through those? Because he wants us to grow. True growth in the kingdom will not happen without challenges. It doesn't happen without resistance. It doesn't happen without opposition. We have to come over something before we become an overcomer. In our soft mentality, we want to be overcomers without overcoming anything. I just want to be called an overcomer. Participation trophy. So, but listen, led by the Spirit to be tempted. Well, I'm only going to get through one verse of this. But led by the Spirit to be what? By the devil. To be, oh, geez, man, I, I missed this. I missed this for years. I miss this. Here's what the word tempted means. To, to test, to scrutinize, entice, to examine. It does mean to attempt, to trap, to make a mistake. But it also means to be put to the test in order to ascertain the nature of someone. I, I think a lot athletically, not because I am one, just because I've played a lot, but I think of terms of athletes and how things go competitive-wise. And Have you ever heard this phrase like people get into a tough situation, they're down by 20, they're down by whatever, and then we say this phrase, now we're going to see what they're... You've heard it. We don't say that when they're up by 50. We never say, man, they are blowing them out. Now we're going to see what they're made of. Nobody that's ever played sports says that. When do we know what they're made of? We know what they're made of when they overcome adversity. They come from behind. They don't quit. And they just keep coming. And it goes from down 20 to down 15, down 12 to down 9, to down 7, to down 3, to down 2, to now they tie it up. What happens? This is what it means when he was tempted by the devil. It wasn't just that Jesus was surviving something. God was revealing something inside of Jesus to two people. He was revealing it to Jesus himself and to the adversary. Let me give you the, let me give it other other passion translation. Oh. It says afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the lonely wilderness. In order to reveal, everybody say reveal. To reveal his strength against the accuser by going through the ordeal of testing. Reveal his strength against the accuser. It wasn't that he can survive the devil. It was the father said, hey, I'm going to take you into the wilderness so I can reveal strength to you. The accuser is going to come. He is. He is. He's going to come. He's going to test you. He's going to try and get you to fail. He's going to try and get you to, to be trapped and, and fall. But I want to show him what you're made of. I want to show him what you're made of. I want him to know what happens when you mess with you, when he messes with you. I want him to see that when he comes at you, when he says things, when he brings temptation, I want him to see what is available to you through me. And I believe that's what God is saying to you and I. You may be going through hell right now in your life. 
You may think, man, this is not going to get any worse. But I'm telling you, friends, if we will hang on to Jesus and endure God's revealing strength that you knew not of, you didn't know it was even there, you would never know it if you were always up 50. You'd never know it. You have to get down. You have to get down before you know that I have to get up. The righteous can fall seven times, but they will arise. And this is what God is saying. Let's get up. Not just because the calendar is flipped. That's cliche. But let's get up because Jesus is on the throne. Let's get a little moxie in our step and say, Hey, reveal strength to me, Lord. Absolutely. Let's go through the wilderness. Can I take that back, Jesus? He said, Wait a minute. What do you want? Do you want strength? Do you want strength? Then I've got to take you through some stuff. It's not so for you to fail, son, daughter. It's so I can reveal something to you you don't even know is there. Because when you come out of that, you're like, you look back and you go, I came through that. I survived that. I survived that loss. I survived that tragedy. I survived. I, I was sitting there, as I close with this, I, I was sitting there with my grandmother. Some of you know my grandmother passed this week and she was 96 years old. And I had the, had the blessed opportunity to go see her Wednesday. And, and uh, she, was, she was not well. She, she needed to go home. But I asked her, I said, Ma, do you, it's Chad. Do you know who I am? And she had her eyes closed. And she opened her eyes and lifted her head and looked at me. And I said, do you, do you remember me? She goes, uh-huh. I said, Ma, I love you. She said, I love you. I got to talk to her, and I don't know how much she was engaging and how much she was there. I don't want to make it something it wasn't, but I, I know she was able to talk to me. And in those moments, I thought, in these 96 years, what has she gone through? Whew. I know a lot of things, but there's so many things I don't even know that she went through to get to that place. And I'm telling us folks that she was a strong woman. She's a fighter. Overcome. She overcome a lot of adversity. But that didn't mean that she didn't have a tough life. And too many times we're wanting badges and awards without the... I want to be a champion without ever having to fight. I want to be a victor without ever having any competition. Friends, that's not the life that Jesus has for us. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the life that the Father had for His only Son. He said, all right, my Son needs to reveal strength. So I'm going to lead Him into the wilderness to be proven by the devil. Would you stand to your feet? Would you bow your heads with me this morning? As we ask Holy Spirit to reveal truth to us, can we be honest before him? Come on, just bow your heads, close your eyes. Mount Carmel, Carlinville. I want this to be a moment where Jesus can speak to your heart. Maybe you're not serving Jesus. Maybe you're not following him. And right now that God has been speaking to you and he's saying, come follow me.
Maybe you're one of those that you're like, I, I'm just having trouble leaving some things behind. We all have struggled leaving things behind. You're not alone. You're not alone. Maybe you're trying to leave some things behind, but you're having trouble rising up, and taking new action, getting in different influence. I don't know what stage you're in in this message, but I'm trusting Holy Spirit will make it apply to you. So let's pray. Father, I ask you to come. Jesus, 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 speak to our hearts. Draw people to you, Lord. What a day to make a new start. What a day for new beginnings. It's only once in several years that January 1st even happens on a Sunday. And what are the odds that you would be here on that day when it happened? That God would speak to you and he's whispering into your hearts, am I worth it? Am I worth leaving that behind? Or you still think it's more important? Someone open the altar right now in all of our locations. If God's speaking to your heart about things you need to leave behind, some of it may not be salvation. Some of you may need to leave behind a wound that you just can't get past. I want you to come and lay it on the altar. You need to leave behind an offense that you need to get past. You've got to move forward. Leave it behind. Come and die. Let it die at the altar. If you're not following Jesus and you want to follow him, again, now come to the altar. Leave everything behind. Leave your pride at your seat. Leave your fear of what other people think at your seat. Get out and come to the altar. Come now. They're open now. Just come. Whatever you need to leave, come. Come and follow him. Follow him with your heart. Follow him with everything that you have. Leave it all behind. Rise up. Take a step of action and say, God, I'm going to give you everything in 2023. I'm, I'm a, every compartment, every part of my life, holding nothing back. I'm giving it all to you. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Give you the glory, Lord Jesus. Come on, that's you. Take a step. Take a step. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. What can I leave behind for Jesus? What can I leave behind for him? What is he worth? Is he worth it all? Two words, follow me, he's saying. Is that enough to leave all, rise up and follow him? Just that level of detail? Anybody wants to come? They're Mount Carmel and Carlinville. I don't want to pass up an opportunity. If somebody's been spoken to by God, just giving you a chance to leave behind some things in 2023 to say, I'm going forward. I'm going forward. I'm going forward. I'm not going to be held up by that anymore. I'm not, I'm going to lay aside the sins and the weights of my past 
the weights of this, whatever it may be, relationships. I'm choosing a new friend group. I'm leaving that friend behind. I've tried to stay faithful. I've been with their friends so long, but they just keep dragging me down. One of you has to change. Who's going to lead the way? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.